Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. But I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. You guys excited to be here? Yeah. Hey, man. You know, I told them first service, some people probably trying to figure out what does Pastor Brian have on today? Well, you know, we just we just got back from the uh, missions field. We were down in the Bahamas and um, we had an excellent, excellent time. You know, we've been going down there for a long, long time. And the pastor down there that we that we go and we minister with, you know, I haven't had a chance to talk to him since the transition of things. But when I went down there, I was able to have a face to face conversation with him and let him know that, hey, man, we're not going nowhere. You know, what God placed on our heart to do long time ago, we are still in it and we are going to finish it. Amen. And so he was so excited to know that the band is coming back, the choir is coming back, and just so just excited that we have, we have remained faithful and consistent to what God laid on our heart to do concerning bringing the gospel to their country. Amen. So it was a great, great time. And I think the team, they may be back by now. Um, I actually came back yesterday so that I could be here with y'all today. Ain't that great news? And so when I, when, I, when I woke up this morning, I've been in town probably three days in the last two weeks. And so when I woke up this morning, it wasn't about finding something pretty, but finding something clean. And so what I have on today is what was clean. <laughs> And so I told her, I said, now, don't y'all go be talking to my wife. My wife does a great job. We do a great job keeping our house together. She looked at me. I had like a suitcase full of dirty clothes. She said, you need those clean? I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. I really just didn't want to deal with it right then. Like, I really needed those clothes clean. But anyway, so I'm here. Amen. Amen. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to go ahead and get started. So you guys grab the hands of the neighbor next to you. I'm going to pray and get right into it. But Lord, God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity to come and minister your word. Lord, God, I just pray that everything that you have designed for this service, I pray that it happens. I pray that it, it just is overflowing with your wisdom, with your grace, with your love, and with your peace. Lord God, I pray that as you use me, you minister to the hearts of your people exactly what you have to say. And Lord God, I just pray that everyone leaves here better than the way they came in. And Lord God, I pray that any answers or any concerns that they had, that during this service, during this time, you speak to their hearts, you speak to their minds, and they leave here in peace. Amen. And I just thank you, Father, for this great opportunity this great opportunity to minister on your behalf in Jesus' name i pray amen now you guys will hug the person next to him tell him you love him tell him you're glad to see him how many of you guys have been enjoying the, the series meet me on the road Hey, man, you know, we, we've been having a great time really discovering and developing the lifestyle of a believer. You know, a lot of this series has been about talking about 
certain things that were said, certain things that were presented, you know, whether, whether or not it was something your auntie told you or something your, your, your cousin told you, your mama told you, or whoever told you. But this series has been about getting down to what God has truly said about our lives as believers, amen, and what that looks like. Because a lot of times we've been told it, it, it looks a, a lot of different ways, but, you know, some of us have seen some different things since we've been saved. And some of the things we've seen look a little different than some of the stuff we've been told. But I'm just here to let you know, you ain't in a strange place. Amen. Amen. Some people, you know, break that down for me, Pastor Brian. Well, some people, I told them they were sold the, the, uh, the golden package. You know, they were sold the gold package, that platinum package of salvation. That, you know, the platinum package of salvation, it, it comes with, um, with roses and and, and, and nice houses and big cars and all types of stuff. Um, but, you know, it, it, just, it just comes. And so you bought the platinum package, and then week one, you know, you had to do some praying. And you're like, well, God, what is this thing that is, that is happening in my life? What is this, 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 what to my mind seems like a trial that's in my life? What is this? This is strange. This wasn't a part of the platinum package of my salvation. And we talked about Paul, how Paul was in a situation that he was what? He was close to dying. And he's saying, and it's at that moment that I discovered one of the most powerful things about Christianity. Man, God's great love for me. And that's what we talked about last week that, you know, really a lot of us could really testify a lot about, you know, it wasn't so much on the mountaintop that we found out or discovered how un ending and, and how God's great love for us works, but it was in a situation in which things was really bad. It was in a situation in which really we had made some bad decisions, made some bad choices, ended up in a bad spot, but it's in that spot that we saw God's great love poured out towards that we realized, you know what? It's God's grace. It's his unearned, unmerited favor that's been operating in my life this whole time. And so that's what we've been talking about. It's like, you know, some of those moments don't look like the golden package that a lot of people, you know, heard about. But they found out that, you know, Christianity and, and belief in God is actually for everyday living. There are some things that in life that you see or you may face that, man, God has an answer for. You know, it's about being an overcomer. And like a lot of people say, it's hard to overcome something if you never come to it. <laughs> it's like we overcame. What did you overcome, my brother? Nothing yet. <laughs> Amen. But it's that, you know, it's, it's, it's God's great love for us that man has given us such an advantage in life. And I say it's, it's kind of funny because when you talk about love, a lot of us have, have, have used, you know, our natural mind and how we normally come to a conclusion of how, about love to kind of push that thing towards God. And y'all kind of know what I'm saying. It's almost like, you know, a lot of men have been asked this question by, by a woman or by their wife or by a girlfriend. Like, why do you love me? And then, of course, in true male fashion, we normally say, because I love you. And we quickly learned that's not enough. You need to have some reasons for this love that you say you have. And then, of course, we start to, you know, you know, we do, man, we just, we start going down the list. 
we wake up, man, it's your hair, it's your eyes, it's your walk, it's, it's, it's the way you talk, it's the way you dress. When truly, we love them because we what? We love them. And we love them through some, some good times, and we love them through some bad times, but we have made a choice to love. Because what happens? You know, it's so funny because as soon as you start, you know, going down that list and then some of those things on that list start to go away. <laughs> then they come back to you like, babe, you still love me? I ain't got my hair done in about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, but I still love you. You know, babe, do you still you still you still love me? I don't kind of walk the same way I used to walk when you met me. Yeah, but I still love you. What are you saying? Like, hey, look, I. I love you because I choose to love you. Now, all these other whys to this love, you know, they change. They may change. They may not change. But really, to be honest with you, I was just saying some stuff because you wanted more. (laughs) Well, what happens when we take that, that same type of approach towards God, you know, we're like, God's like, I love you. And we're like, why, God? Why could you love a person like me? God's like, I love you. You can't, God, I mean, have you seen me, God? Now, I know the lights was on, but have you seen me? I heard you got some, you know, x-ray vision or something like that. But God, do you know me? You talk about you love me, God, but do you know me, God? God's like, yes, I love you. You're like, but why? Give me some reasons. God's like, man, I I love you, and I showed you my love for you when, you know, I sent my son down to the earth to die for you. We're like, well, man, God, but what does that have to do with me? (laughs) God's like, that's the whole point. Oh, man, the love I have for you has nothing to do with you. It's actually a choice I made. Oh, man, and that's so awesome Because when it's a choice that he made, it kind of makes us hard for us to mess it up. I like to say like this, like God, God formed his love for us by two perfect things, himself and his son. He said, me and him going to come together and and we going to form a love for you. Because when we do that, when we leave you out the equation of my love for you, it stays perfect. Oh, man. And that's. That's good news, because anybody, like I say, you know, we've been talking about um, the walk of a believer. You know, anybody that's been walking the life of a believer for some time know at some point you may end up doing something that maybe is not the best thing you should have did. But it's in that spot that you need to realize how God's love was truly formed towards you. Because. And that spot is where Satan wants to spend his time trying to beat you up. It's like, oh, now I got him. I got him thinking about them and what they do to get God's love. And so I'm going to beat them up because right now they're not doing much in their minds that qualifies them for his great love. And God's like, no, I want to I want to I, I didn't even set it up that way. I didn't even arrange it that way so that you would know that it's actually in some of those Worst spots that you find yourself that you can see how great my love is for you. 
That's my design. My design is for you to know that I will what? Never leave you nor forsake you. And as clear and as powerful as that scripture is, it's very clear. We sometimes get lost in it simply because of what it looks like in application. Oh, amen. But I'm here to tell you, no, he loves you right there in that spot. Right there in that spot that you don't think that he is pouring out his love for you. He absolutely 100 percent is right there pouring out his love for you. He's not withholding anything from you. He's not trying to keep anything and say, look, I'm just going to keep this behind me until you get yourself all together. Because when you get yourself all together, then I'm going to go ahead and, and just pour this thing out over you. See, the thing is, though, he set up his love for you without you. Oh, amen. Oh, we're going to talk about that today. Y'all ready? Because sometimes, you know, we can get so much stuff. We can get so much stuff just in our heads, you know, just, just stuff that we think about. And sometimes we just have to go through and just, just wipe it all out and remember the one thing that we really should be focusing on. Y'all know what that one thing is? Y'all should know it by now. I done said it probably 30 times. God's love. Oh, man, when you, when you have God's love as a, as a focus of your, of your mind, just as a focus of your thoughts, as a focus, it, it just comes in and overwhelms you right where you are. Oh, amen, it's so powerful. So I want you guys to turn with me to Ephesians 1, and uh, I'm going to start at verse 3. And I'm going to read this in the Message Bible because um, it just makes it very, very clear. Amen. Amen. You guys ready? It says, how blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessings in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made holy and holy to make to be made whole and holy by his love and I say that's so important because a lot of times we we kind of skim right over that piece that God says no it's it's by his love that we are made whole and made holy and I know that contradicts a lot of things that, that we've been heard, and that's what we're going to talk about today because, you know, many of us have been taught that it's by the rules that you were made holy. But what a lot of us found out is the problem with having so much focus on the do-nots, we lose track of the do's. It's like you spend so much time telling me about all the things that I'm not supposed to be doing that, brother, you forgot to have the conversation about what I should be doing. You know, I found that a lot of people have a very great understanding of where their wrongs are. I mean, if I were to, I ain't going to ask, I ain't going to raise my, ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to do that right now. But if I were to ask the question, okay, raise your hand if you know what's wrong with you. 
I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have a shortage of hands in the house. Now, if I were to say, okay, now raise your hand if you know what to do about that wrong in your life, we would have probably fewer hands that would come up. Why, why are we saying it like this? It's because, man, we can spend a lot of time talking about the things that you should not do, you don't need to do, but if we don't spend enough time appropriating and talking about what you should be doing, then guess what? You could be left with a list of don't do's. And I said it's kind of funny, you know, a lot of people could probably just, just testify this. I know it, this way it kind of works in my house sometimes. But I'll go, I'll go home, I'll say, hey, you know, be riding home. Hey, babe, what you wanna, what you, we want to eat for dinner tonight? And she'll tell me everything that she don't want to eat. And, okay, I have a great understanding of what you don't want, but can you please just tell me something you do want? And that's the part to where God's saying, look, my love actually does a lot more than what people give it credit for. My love does so much more than what people realize. They don't really understand that my love actually brings you into and sends you into living a whole and holy life. People say, well, man, how's that possible? It's, it's quite simple in the natural. I know my wife's favorite color. You want to know why? Because I love her. And that's some good information to have sometimes. <laughs> I know my wife's favorite food. Why? Because I love her. And that's some good information to have sometimes. Especially on that day when she's like, I don't know what I want to eat. Well, guess what? I know what she loves to eat. <laughs> what am I saying? I'm saying love has caused me to learn things about her. Oh, man. And love will do the same thing when it comes to God. You, you receiving his love and understanding how great his love is for you, it just causes you. I heard a pastor say this once. It was really good. He said it causes a reflex inside of you to want to know more about him. Yeah. Why are you saying like that, Pastor Brian? Because we could sometimes be thinking about so much and forget about the core, the root, that causes so many other things to take action. How many of you guys know, because I love my mother, there's some things I just won't do. <laughs> right? It's kind of natural. Because I love people, there's some things I just won't do. Oh, amen. Oh, amen. We're going to talk about that some more. It's going to be good. Y'all ready? To be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of this lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. And I say, man, that's so awesome. That is a celebration of lavish gift giving. That's the life that we have in Christ. It's a celebration, baby. And the good news is, is you didn't break into the party. You was given an invitation. He was like, look, I'm going to invite you into this lavish gift giving celebration. And this celebration was put together by me and my son. 
and it's here to bestow my love on you. Oh, amen. And he says, why? He says, because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. He says, we are what? Free people. Free of the penalties and the punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, but we are what? Abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything, we, everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in the deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything, in everyone. And I can say right there, that's the part to where, man, we sometimes, you know, I said, it's interesting. Certain things we want to process and other things we just we just don't want to hear about a process. But the truth is, God is working out everything in everyone. Amen. Amen. God, through his spirit, is working out everything in everyone. And sometimes it's just hard for us to accept that process of things. It's hard for us to accept that thought because we want to see people change right now. And since we want to see people change right now, we be sometimes saying some right now type of changing things. But forget the fact that, no, God is actually working out everything inside of everyone. How? By his love. Oh, tell me what that looks like. I tell you all the time, you know, the thing about rules are is a rule in one place could not mean anything in another place. You could go to one place and you could get all these rules about how you should do this and how you should do that. You go to another place and get completely different instructions on what to do. You know, and some of us have found this out in a very tough but interesting way. But, you know, you could go to an accountant who's doing your taxes. And they can put together your taxes and they following all the rules that they know. And then you can find out two years later when you go to a new accountant that the last accountant didn't exactly know everything and do it the right way. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, you go to one doctor, he can have a report, and he got all this stuff together. Go to another doctor, and that doctor say, no, that last doctor, everything that last doctor said was actually wrong. This is actually what's going on. How many of you guys got reports like that? Oh, amen. And that's what God's saying here. He said, look here, the, the point and the power of you allowing me to work out everything within everyone by my love is you don't end up with some bad instructions. Because sometimes you can find yourself hearing a lot of rules that a lot of people have that someone has about a situation just to find out that they didn't know what they was talking about. You have me thinking and believing a whole bunch of things that aren't actually true. 
And that's why it's like, no, let's 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 allow God through his process. Through his process of ministering love to people to create the change inside of them that they need. I said, it's funny because, you know, none of us, you know, if I were to say, hey, man, you know what? Um, if you go out somewhere and let's say you were to, you know, there was a trash can on the way out the restaurant and you were to, you know, want to throw something in and you miss that trash can and the trash falls on the floor. Most of you guys would think to yourself, you know what? I need to go ahead and pick that up and put that in the trash can, because if I don't pick it up, somebody else is going to have to. Well, the truth is. That part of you is a part that God placed in there because there was a time where you could have thrown that trash on the floor. It just kept it moving. Why? Because you wasn't thinking about the person who had to pick it up. You wasn't thinking about the, the, the manager that's going to have to come out here and, and he may miss inspection because the floors are dirty because you missed the trash can. You wasn't even thinking that far. You were just thinking about you and you was ready to go. Oh, amen. Like some of y'all, you know, some of y'all just just this week, you stop actually taking the uh, towels from the hotels you stay in. <laughs> but there was a there was a time in your life that, you know, there was a time in your life when it was time to check out. You went ahead and grabbed all the towels in the room, grabbed all the washcloths, knocked on the neighbor's door next to you. Be like y'all taking y'all towels. Are y'all keep y'all leaving y'all towels? Let me get y'all towels too. What happened? You was thinking, man, this is all a part of the price. You told yourself, convinced yourself that, hey, this is a part of the price. You know what I'm saying? You go into, you know, the dentist's office. They got the whole jar full of candy and you take the whole jar and put it in your bag. Like, well, they charged me enough to come here. You know, you just. <laughs> but now. <laughs> But now you go stay at that same hotel and you say, you know, I can't be taking these folks towels. You know, this is these folks towels. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drive up the price for everybody if I keep stealing towels. And now you go to the doctor's office and you're like, you know, there might be some other people that want some mints in this bowl. So let me not take all the mints in this bowl. What, what's actually happening to you? Your heart of compassion, your heart of love is starting to develop and grow. It isn't, it isn't something that you just naturally did. No, you, there was a part of you that used to didn't care. There was a part of you that would park right in the middle of two spaces so no one could ditch your car. <laughs> but now you do the respectful thing. Just go ahead. If you don't want nobody close to your car, just go ahead and park in the back. You may have to walk a little further. But what is that? Man, that's, that's God taking our heart and working out things inside of us. You know, there was parts of times of you where you could just say anything to anybody. You ain't care how they felt about it, especially if they did something to deserve it. If they did something to deserve the wrath that you was ready to give them, they was going to get it and that was going to be it. But now you go to open up your mouth. You think this might not be a good idea. I mean, do I really need to say this right now? You call up your friend and say, hey, do you think I should really tell them this? What's happening to you? You used to use no filters. <laughs> Wherever it happened is where it went down. Same spot. <laughs> then you called people up and told them what happened. 
But now you'll call up your friends and be like, you think I should go off on them or not? I don't think I should, but I'm just calling you to see, is this a go-offable offense? I'm just saying, they, they really, really tried me, and I think this is daytime to get it. Well, what, what is that change? What's that change? That's actually God working inside of you, giving you a compassion like his for people. And sometimes we, 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 we see other people. Here we go. We're going to cross the fence. We see other people in their process of gaining and learning that same compassion that God is shaping inside of them. And we just don't like the speed that is happening. And so we start issuing out our rules to help speed up their process. But the problem is God doesn't want people to be, how can I say this, better for the moment. Because a lot of times you can make up rules and somebody will respond accordingly once and still in your presence. But once they leave your presence, all the rules went out the window. And God's like, no, that's not how I work changing my people. I work changing my people through a process of renewal. No, it may not be the fastest process in some of y'all's minds, and it may mean that you have to apply some patience in some area. It may mean that you might have to love some people that ain't so lovely. I'm going to say that again. It may mean that you may have to love some people that aren't so lovely, but you can't forget the fact that God is working through them exactly what he wants to work through them. Oh, amen. Oh, I did it again. I about to teach the whole message without giving y'all the title. But <laughs> the title of the message is having a grace-filled chooser. Having a grace-filled chooser. You know, the same way in which God displays his grace for us, the same way that he's poured out his love to us, man, he's given us that same inward power to make choices, to make decisions, to, to be a part, to yield to that process that's happening inside of us. You actually have a grace-filled chooser on the inside of you. That's that thing that when you used to be able to ignore certain things, you no longer can ignore that thing anymore. Why? Because that grace-filled chooser on the inside of you is screaming and saying, hey, no, make a grace-filled decision concerning this now. And so where you used to just, like I say, just kind of snap off and go off, you now have this love working on the inside of you that makes you slow up a little bit. What is that? What is it that's happening? What is it that's occurring? Oh, man, that work that God promised to start inside of you, he's actually doing it. I tell people all the time, yeah, God will 100% God will give you directions on how to build a good business. But at the same time, he's giving you directions on how to build a good business. He's also giving you instructions on how to have a great character. God, he, he doesn't do them separately. Man, he does it together. He forms these things together. And that grace-filled chooser inside of us is just saying, hey, man, just, 
yield to what I'm saying. I know it's different. I know it feels strange, sounds strange to where you normally would have did some things, but it's because you're dead to some things. Oh, amen. amen. What are you dead to? Let's go to Romans 6 and 12. They must have sung an extra song or something. Y'all sung an extra song? Was it a long one? Because I'm looking at the time. (laughs) We are not at the same spot we were last service. Something different has happened in the atmosphere. But was it a good song? Y'all enjoy it? Well, amen. Romans 6 and 12, it says, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, that you should, not, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. And that's what he's talking about there. He said, look, you got to understand something. At one point in time, there was there was this this sinful nature inside of you that was doing things, having you choose things and do things that, yeah, they were they, they weren't very good a lot of times. But the fact of the matter is that no longer exists. Now that you're in Christ, you're actually under grace. You're under God's unmerited favor. God's unmerited love for you is the thing that actually presides over your life. It's actually the thing that is the focus of your choosing. Oh, amen. You know, before, and I know a lot of y'all was taught some of the things that, you know, that many people were taught where, you know, Christianity was really a bunch of rule keeping. Can you keep up with these rules today? And many people would, you know, basically say a good day is a day that I avoided a whole bunch of sin. Like, that's what they would say was a good day. They would look back over their day and think of all the sin they avoided. I avoided that one. I avoided this one. I avoided that one. I avoided this one. And so, man, today's been a good day, God. And God's like, man, no, it's, there's so much more to living a life for me than avoiding all this sin. There are actually some things I want you to do. I want to have a conversation about all the things We did together. Not all the things that you avoided. (laughs) Amen. God, just, (laughs) that's the best way I could put it. This guy kind of just said it to me. But God wants to have some new conversations with you about your Christian walk. A lot of us have been trying to have that same old conversation with him about all the things we don't do. And God's like, I'm done with that conversation about the things that you, that you, the sin that you avoided. Sin was done with on the cross. I want to have conversations about the things we do it together, not the things you avoiding. Oh, amen. Why is he saying that? Go to Romans 6 and 1. Because God knows, man, when you're focused, when you're when, you're, when your mind is set on his love, when your mind is set on his grace, when you, when you start to do that, oh, man, 
everything that needs to be worked out, everything that's going to be worked out, oh man, it, it becomes a part of the process. And that speaks a lot of peace to a lot of people. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. That's all right with y'all? That speaks a lot of peace to a lot of people because they believe that God's progress with their life was staffled or, or, or held up by the sin that they couldn't manage. They, they, were waiting for a, they were waiting for an all go or all clear sign from God, like, yeah, you've managed your sin well enough to finally be able to be a part of me to be a part of your life. There's people that think that, you know, there's a certain amount of sin I got to eliminate from my life before God gets involved in my affairs. It's just not true. God's like, look, no, I'm involved with your affairs. I'm pouring my love out on you. And as I'm involved with your affairs, I'm working out all of that at the same time. Oh, man, he's such a patient God. He's not forceful. He's not, he's, 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 you know, amen. You already, Romans 6 and 1. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace abound? And he's answering the question right there. He says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that that body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer <coughs> be slaves to sin. And what is he talking about? He's talking about switching that chooser. He's talking about switching that focus. He's saying, look, look, guys, look, I don't know how many other ways to tell you this, but don't allow sin to be the guidance of your life. Don't allow it to be the thing that you think is the, the way you get into my presence, the way that you receive my love. is not through the amount of sin that you avoid. Yeah. As a matter of fact, man, some of you guys, it's on the other side of some stuff that you Shouldn't have been doing that. You actually saw his love on great display for you. So don't allow that thought. Don't allow that, that, that old mind. Don't allow that to ever try to raise itself back up again. It died. That way of thinking, that way of approaching it, it died with Christ. And you were resurrected new with a new way of looking at things, with a new way of living. 
with a new way of saying, you know what, this is the focus of my decision-making process. The focus of my, uh, uh, of my decision is his grace. I have, a, I have a grace-filled chooser focused on his love. Amen. Go to Galatians 4 and 1. Because how does this take place, you know? Something awesome happened. Something awesome and incredible happened the moment that you got saved, the moment that you came into Christ. You know, I love God and how he does things so complete. And that sometimes we're still understanding how complete he's done some things. Because some people are sitting here trying to figure out, well, man, how do I get a grace-filled chooser? How do I get one? How, how do I get something on the inside of me that just just shows me how to make some good decisions, shows me how to, 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 to walk out and live out this life. I got great news for you. It was put in there. Oh, amen. amen. And it says, Galatians 4 and 1, it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all but is under guardians and stewards until the uh, time appointed by the Father. Even so, when we were children, we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, here we go. Y'all ready? It says, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And what he's saying is that the moment you got saved, the moment that Christ came to your life, man, he put that thing inside of you. What's that thing we've been talking about? It's that, it's that voice inside of you. It's the spirit of God inside of you that you be here. I tell people all the time right now, you know, you know, Many people, I mean, at this point, it isn't that you see, see so many things delightful or you want to make some other decisions. You know, frankly, we just choose to do certain things. We know fully well of how this decision could make things turn out in our lives. And sometimes we just choose to do it. We just want to choose it. And sometimes we do. But the fact of the matter is, and what God is pointing out to us, he said, he says, you know, Along with that, I have placed my spirit inside of you. My spirit is always inside of you, directing you and guiding you and leading you into grace-filled choices. It just is. And sometimes it's simply, and that's why I love it, it's just the yielding to that part of us that God placed inside of us that brings forth his grace and his love and everything that we do. Oh, man, it's, it's just that simple. You know, sometimes we, we name it different things. Sometimes, some people just say, man, it's just my conscience just talking to me. You know, it just, it just was a good idea that popped up in my head. You know, we say it and we call it many things other than what it truly is. Man, it's, it's God's heart. It's, it's, it's his love speaking inside of us wanting to come out of us to display his love for other people. Amen. Amen. 
But like I said, you know, I truly understand. I'm about to close here as I read this. You know, this series has been all about, man, well, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And, you know, Paul, Paul does an excellent job of really showing what that looks like and what that feels like. Because a lot of us, you know, I understand. I actually heard a pastor teach a message on this. He said, the struggle is real. And he was talking about just that, that, that struggle of just yielding to what the Spirit of God is saying. He said, man, sometimes the struggle is real. And I say, you know, that's a great reflection of, you know, really what a lot of people face in their Christian walk is because what sometimes is presented is so easy at the point that it's, it's time to do it. It's not always the easiest thing to do. But that's all right, because that's actually a normal feeling. And I'm going to read from Paul here because Paul explains how this process was working out in his head. He was like, you know, something has changed on the inside of me that is making me want to do and feel different about some things, about some people, about some choices and things that I've done. It's just, it's like it's on the inside of me, just something on the inside of me just want to do right. And sometimes that makes me mad because sometimes I just don't want to do the right. And so now I'm just over here like this is this is a struggle because before I used to be able to just do what I want to do and I ain't feel none of this. But now I'm feeling all of this in my head. Like I'm feeling a struggle, a real life struggle in between what is screaming on the inside of me to do, but what I be thinking about doing. <laughs> Amen. So here's Paul. Paul basically writes down what this was like for him. And we're at Romans 7 and 13. Y'all there? Y'all ready? Romans 7 13 says. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not, but sin. That it might appear sin was producing death in me through what, what is good. So that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not to do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it. But the sin. <laughs> but the sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that is evil present with me. The one who wills to do good for I delight in the law of good of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warning against the law of my mind, 
in bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? <laughs> I thank God through Christ our Lord. And so what is Paul breaking down here? Just as confusing as Paul sounds right there is what be going on in a lot of our minds. Paul is like, look, so, so there's this thing in me that want to do good. But I realize there's this other thing inside of me that it, it be wanting to do bad. But see, the thing that's wanting to do the good stuff, I don't even know where that comes from. Because, see, I ain't practiced none of the good stuff. But see, this bad stuff, though, this bad stuff, it's in my bones. The bad stuff just be, it just be coming out so easy. But this good stuff, I, I, I want to do it, but it's like, where did it come from? But this bad stuff, man, this bad stuff is just, it's just nature. It just, it just be flowing like this. And Paul's like, I just had to, I had to clear all of this thought. I had to clear all of this out of the way and say, you know what? It's just Christ working inside of me. It's just Christ working inside of me. It's Christ working inside of me, out of me, some of the things that was in there. And this thing in my head sounds confusing sometimes, especially when I'm trying to figure it out because I don't even know where it came from. It was like all of a sudden, one day I just woke up and it was like, you know what, you shouldn't do that no more. And I'm trying to figure out where did that thought come from that I shouldn't do that no more. Then I had to realize it wasn't my thought to begin with. Man, that's just Christ working on the inside of me. And I don't have to, I don't have to wonder, I don't have to stay puzzled, and I don't have to just figure it out. All I simply have to do is just yield to what it's saying. And in that process, everything necessary, everything important for my life in Christ is being built up. And so I don't run around no more being confused by your rules and they rules because I got enough in my head. <laughs> I got enough stuff in my head I'm trying to figure out right now that I truly have detached myself from that mindset and gravitated towards his spirit working everything out inside of me. You know, it may be a process, and some of y'all might say my process is ugly, but that's all right, because the spirit working inside of me is leading me in this direction. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. In Romans 5 and 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Because a lot of people, you know, and I understand, you may have sitting here and be like, well, Pastor Brian, how do, I, how do I get the love of God into my heart so we could just pour out from my life? I just read it. No, it actually got poured in. And man, it's speaking to you. It's talking to you. Like he said, the struggle sometimes is real. But it's all right. God is working this thing out. And he's doing it in a graceful way. He's doing it in a loving way. 
He ain't beating you up. He ain't dragging you through the mud. He ain't condemning you, and he ain't shaming you. He's gracing you through the whole process. He says, man, my, my love's got you covered. My love has got you wrapped up. Don't allow the threats that sometimes somebody throws out your way to become a threat that you think came from me because it didn't. Man, I got your process worked out. I got it. Just, just, just keep that, that mind of yielding to what I'm saying. Keep that mind yielding to what I'm exposing. Like I say, some of us call it all types of stuff. We say, man, that's just, I just had a good thought or, or man, that's just, that's just, I just always had a good conscience. I just always had this. Like, no, no, no. God's love has been poured out in your heart. And it's bursting out from the inside. Just bursting out. You guys go ahead and stand on your feet. I wrote these things down. And I said, uh, having a grace-filled chooser will change the way you feel. Oh, man. It will change the way you think, and it will change the way you talk. You'll start noticing the way you feel about things will start to change. The, th- the way you talk about things will just start to change. The way you, you feel about things, it just will start to change. Things that you used to ignore, you no longer ignore so easily what is happening and that's what Paul was saying like what is happening here I used to didn't care how people felt I used to didn't care what people think I used to didn't care but now it's like I can't stop thinking about people I can't stop thinking about how they feel I can't I can't stop doing that What is that? That's God's love inside of you. Just renovate. Any of you guys ever lived through a renovation before? It ain't always pretty. And that's what Paul was explaining. Paul was like, look, this renovation process, this, 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 this love inside of me bursting out of me, It wasn't the prettiest thing, and I really want that to be clear because a lot of us have been told that that process is easy, but the truth is the struggle is real. But it doesn't mean that we quit. It doesn't mean that we cave in. We've been graced by God to just allow that that is shaping inside of us to come up outside of us. I like to say it like this, the last one. Grace-filled chooser realizes God has already given them the advantage. That's the thing about that grace-filled chooser, that, that, that the Holy Spirit inside of you speaking to you, he realizes that he's already given you the advantage. And so you'll sometimes hear him telling you in, to say things or do things that you feel like is going to put you at a disadvantage. You got to remember he already knows that you're at advantage. He already knows that the things that God has planned for your life are finished. And so sometimes it may feel like that chooser inside of us is saying some things that are very opposite to what, the, what should be done. But you got to realize that voice that the Holy Spirit inside of us, the Spirit of God inside of us, sees all these things as finished in our life. So no one can take advantage of you. How can they take advantage of you? If God before you, who could be against you? It's not even possible. 
man, when I tell you that just relieves some stress, that just relieves some worry, that relieves some care, that relieves some fear. Simply because you know, man, the Holy Spirit, that grace-filled chooser on the inside of me, he's got my back. He's got me. And it's his love, God's love for me that's bringing all these things fruitful together for my life. Oh, amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.